friends, it's Jesus here. Welcome back to another episode of Life Lessons. Today, we are going to be reading chapters 5 of John. Um, the chapters 5 and 6 are come together. They are long. And um, I only have a little bit of time right now. So, I am going to do that. And as we go on, um, we are going to stop in the middle of the lesson and do a little activity. Um, you guys don't have to do this, but I am just going to... So, um, yeah. So, let's get started. Oh, wait. Okay, I forgot something. So, um, I, in two weeks, me and my cousin Gracia are going to be doing an Q&A episode um, on Saturday the 25th, I think, and um, of March. And so, um, so, I asked my si- siblings if they could go on and comment on my blog. But they said that they were having um they were having trouble doing that and it says it wasn't letting them do that. So, um I I realize now that like if you guys have tried to do that but you just weren't able to, I like yeah. So, um um so I kind of feel bad for that like saying like okay, no one's commented yet besides me. Um, and yeah, so I have, I think, 20 questions now. I'm going to post them, um, a couple more, um, tomorrow, um, because my siblings, they responded today, and yeah, so I'll add those ones on tomorrow, and so if you have not checked out my website, please go check that out, um, link down in the description below, and yeah, so let's get started. Okay, so, um, I encourage you guys to grab your highlighters, grab your Bibles, grab your journals, and take notes as I follow along. I will not, um, be taking notes. Um, if you do not want to follow along in your Bible, um, that is totally fine. You can just listen, just know that I stutter sometimes. And, yeah. So, we are just, we're going to start off with chapter 5. Um, the title of this first segment is called Healing at the Pool. Sometime later, Jesus Jesus went up to Jerusalem for the one of the Jewish fest for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there was now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Beth Bethesda Beth Beth Bethesda. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. I don't know. Um, which, and which, and which it is surrounded by five covered col- colonnades. Col- uh, yeah, okay. Um, here a great number of disciples. Of, of I'm sorry. I'm really struggling. I am going to start over on verse three. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was one who was there had been invalid for thirty eight years. When it when Jesus saw him lying there and learn and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool. When the water is stirred, while I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. The, the Then Jesus said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. At once the man was cured. His He picked up his, his mat and walked. 
the day the day on which this took place was a, a Sabbath, and and so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, "It is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat." But he replied, "The man, the man who made me well said to me, "Pick up your mat and walk." So they asked him, "Who was this fellow who told you to pick up it and walk?" The man who the man who he was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Then the, the, the man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had made him well. So, okay, the next one is called, the next little, um, next few verses are called, the authority of the sun. So, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders be, began to perse, per, persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to him, "My father is always at his work to to this very day, and I am, and I too am working." For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was not, he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he has, what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. For for the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the for just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, e- even so the son gives the life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the father judges no one but has entrusted all the judgment to the son that that may honor the son just as they honor the father whoever does not honor the son does not honor the father who sent him very truly i tell you we're on verse 24 whoever hears my word and believes it who believes him who sent me has eternal life and will and not be and will not be okay i'm sorry i'm going to start over at verse 24 very truly i tell you whoever hears my word and believes him who who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged but has crossed over from death to life very truly i tell you the time is coming and now has come when the dead will hear the voice of the son of god and those who hear him will live or as the father has in himself has life in himself so as he granted the son to also have it in himself have life in himself um we're in verse 27 and uh, it, and he has given him authority to pledge because he is the son of man do not be amazed at this for a time is coming when all who are in their graves will have his who will hear his voice and come out those who have done 
what is good will rise to live, and those who have done what is evil will rise to be condemned. By itself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear, and I ju- and my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but to but him who sent me. And the next little part is the last part of chapter five is called Testimonies About Jesus. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not is not true. There is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony about me is true. You have sent to John and his and he has testified to the truth. Not that I accept human testimony, but I mention it that you may be saved. John was a lamp John was a lamp that burned and gave light, and you choose for a time to enjoy and you chose for a time to enjoy his light. I have testimony wait waiter waitier I don't know. Um then that of John for the For the work, for the works that the Father has given to me, giving me to finish, the the very works that I am doing testify that the Father has sent me, and the Father who has sent me has himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice, nor seen his form, nor does his work dwell in you, for you do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures, dignity diligently wait yeah because you think that in them you have eternal life these are very these are very these are the very scriptures that testifies about me yet you refuse to come to me to have life i do not accept your glory from human beings but i know you i know i know that you are that you do not have the love of God in your hearts. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not accept me. But if, but if someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe, since, th- how can you believe since you accept glory from the one, from one another, but do not seek the glory that the that comes from, the only God. But do not think that I will accuse you of be, you be. Eh. Sorry. Okay, we are on verse forty-five. But do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom your hopes are set. If you believed Moses, you would believe me, if for he wrote about me. But since you do not believe what I wrote, what he wrote, how are you going to believe what I say? And that is the end of chapter five. Okay, so this little activity we're going to do at the end here um, is not really related to this text. But um, so this morning, we in this sermon, we were in Mark chapter 10. And um, Matthew and Mark, Luke and John. Okay. Uh, I, okay, one minute. I'm trying to find it right now. Here we go. Okay. Um, so it was, um, there was this verse, I think it was 32 through 34, which I can, um, 
read I'm going to read now. It says, They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way, and the disciples were astonished, while those who followed were afraid. Again he took the twelve aside and told him told them what he was what was going to happen to, to him. Um, we are going to Jerusalem, he said. The Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They will con- they will condemn him to death and will hand him to the Gentiles. When we wait, who who will mock him and spit on him, flog him and kill him. Three days later he will rise. So, um I think that um so Jesus predicts that he is going to die and rise up three days later. Um three maybe more times um than that um and so i feel like this just spoke to me in church this morning is if god knows that he's going to rise like he like he's that powerful to know his future he can know ours and so today i have an envelope and um a piece of paper so i know that later today i'm going to make cookies and so I, pret- okay, so pretend like I'm just writing, I'm going to write what I'm going to do later. Because um, that's like he, God's sealing our future. He's, um, he knows what's good for us. He knows what we're going to end up. And so I'm just going to write, bake cookies. And I also need to do my laundry. So I'm going to write laundry. Um... And I also need to, okay, um, I need to practice piano. And, um, I also, okay, so, um, this is, like, what I'm going to do tonight. But I feel like this is, might not happen. But, I mean, I, I really want it to, um, in the future, I want to have a restaurant, slash bakery um i want to possibly have a tv show um okay so that's all i'm gonna have there um these things probably um the restaurants and tv show are highly likely to not happen um that's my goal to make them happen in the laundry i don't know if that's gonna happen either but (laughs) yeah so um Oh, my least favorite chore is doing laundry and loading the dishwasher, by the way, if you're wondering. Okay, so I'm folding up this paper, and I'm going to put it in this envelope. Eh, it's not working. Ooh. Oh, yes. I'm not going to the envelope. Okay, that is in there. So I am going... So you know how you like you like the um, part that makes it sticky and stick? So I'm just going to do that. That's horrible. I'm going to redo that. Okay. It's not really sticking, but oh well. Okay, so now, you know, on the front, you, like, put a stamp on it, and then you write your address in the top left corner, and then you write um, their address in the bottom. So I, I'm not going to put a stamp on it, because that's just, like, way too expensive But um, to be wasting stamps. So I'm just going to write J.C future so this is like god like he knows what's going to happen he his timing is perfect 
And yeah, so I'm going to put a little, I'm just gonna draw a little stamp, cause like, why not? So, um, there's the stars and there's the flag. Okay, um, what do I put in the top corner? Um, I'm just gonna put from, I don't know. Okay, we're just gonna leave that empty. So, um, let's just pretend like we're, this is, so you know how like they say, um, this is your story, the rest is unwritten? Um, so, like, this, yeah, this is your story, but the the rest is unwritten, but it is written, you just don't know, well, you know that it is, you just don't know what's gonna happen. So, um, yeah, and so, like, God is just so powerful, he knows that we, like, what we're gonna end up as, he knows the day that we are going, he knows... He knows the time I'm going to make cookies. He knows the time I'm going to do my laundry. Um, he knows the time I'm going to practice piano and ukulele. Um, he knows He knows what I'm going to be doing tomorrow in school. He knows, um, like, God knows everything. And that's one of the things that just makes him so powerful. It's like, oh, wow, God, like, this, you are so powerful. If you can do all this stuff, how, we'll say, well, how can Satan ever defeat you? Um, and the answer to that question is no, Satan will never defeat God. God is so powerful. And yeah, so that's all I have for today, friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great week. Have fun. See you later. Bye.